In a world where businesses face constant change, there's one partner ready to tackle any HR challenge with you, AIMHR Solutions. We're not just any HR firm. We're your personalized problem-solving team dedicated to customizing solutions just for you. From talent management to compliance, training to on-site services, our approach is tailored to meet your unique needs. With AIMHR Solutions, you're backed by a powerhouse of professionals ready for proactive planning and immediate challenge. Learn more at aimhrsolutions.com. Hello, everybody. I'm Pete Wright. Welcome to Human Solutions. The talk of layoffs has made headlines everywhere over the past few months. Meta, Salesforce, Zillow, Peloton, let's not forget Twitter. They're just a few of the significant companies making headlines for massive layoffs. Today, we've got Tom Jones and Sarah Piscatelli, AIM HR Solutions employment lawyers, to talk about the legal components of a layoff and how you can plan to make this challenging situation go as smoothly as possible. Tom, Sarah, welcome back to the show. Sarah, welcome. You're a first timer. So glad to have you here. Thank you. It's great to be here. Outstanding. So we're talking about layoffs today, and I don't think we can start a conversation about layoffs without reviewing at least a few of the layoffs that are making headlines right now. Uh, Meta is has just announced they're cutting. This is Facebook's parent. They're cutting 11,000 jobs. Twitter, 3,700 jobs. Uh, I, I think that marks more than half of the staff. Lyft, 700 jobs. Stripe, 1,100 jobs. Coinbase, 1,100 jobs. Shopify, 1,000 jobs. Netflix, 450 jobs. Microsoft, 1,000 jobs. Snap, 1,000 jobs. Uh, uh, Chime, 160 jobs. Tesla, 10% of salaried employees. The announcement says, note, this does not apply to anyone actually building cars, battery packs, or installing solar. You're all safe. Everyone else is on the block. And of course, when we talk about Tesla, We have to talk about Elon's Twitter. The news of the layoffs at Twitter are dominating the headlines right now. He's laid off a bunch of people and then realized, oh, my gosh, we've laid off too many people that are actually doing the work. Uh, We need to hire them back. Why won't you come back? People are are uh, viral photos of people sleeping in their sleeping bags on conference rooms, floors to avoid being laid off. Uh, Things are going crazy right now. As attorneys in the employment space, please tell me there is an end to this insanity. Is there a way we can make this easier for people? Where would you like to start? Sarah, you're new. Why don't we start with you? Start with me. Okay, great. Um, first, we have heard from some members that are conducting layoffs, just a few. You know, Luckily, it isn't a big wave. And our advice is usually to plan it very, very carefully. You know, when you're planning people for the selection, be sure, one, you have a good business reason to be making layoffs. You have a need to cut costs. Sometimes it is elimination of a particular service or function of the company, and you should have a well-documented reason for for the layoff in general. Then you move to um, looking at the legal ramifications. If it's a larger company, 100 or more employees, and it's affecting 50 or more people or and one third of the workforce, then there are WARN Act requirements, the 60 day, it's a 60 day requirement, 60 day notice requirement that comes from the federal 
Warren Act. And then um, moving on to selection criteria, who's going, who's going, who's staying. And and you have to be obviously avoid any discriminatory reasons for entering into that. You can't just lay off everybody who's over a certain age. So um, you must um, again, it has to be very well documented what what the business needs going forward. Then look at decide how are you going to what selection criteria are you going to use? Is it lost in first out? You're going to clearly most companies want to keep the best people, right? Mm-hmm. The best performers. And the more objective the criteria is, the better you can look at recent performance reviews. Uh, Break it down into certain functions. These people know how to operate a certain machine. Others have no experience on it, you know, and and really carefully look at your workforce and make decisions based on these these objective criteria. When you're looking at these things and and you start hearing some of these headlines of these big layoffs that are happening right now, what are these? Are are there red flags, any red flags that you see that you're thinking, okay, this is going to go to court, whatever. I'm hearing this thing. There is a reasonable reason for challenge. You, You mentioned the Warren Act, uh, you know, it, it, it sounds like we need to dig into a little bit of what uh, of what the Warren Act allows and what might give us some red flags in in a layoff situation. Tom, do you want to take it from here? Sure. So this law got passed back in 1988 and requires, as Sarah said, anybody with 100 or more employees is subject to it. And you have to provide up to 60 days advance notice. The only real penalty for failure to provide notice is that you owe the worker wages. So if somebody like this is what's going on with Twitter right now. So if you lay people off violation of the law and they sue, they could be paid up to 60 days back wages. Class action, because there's so many people being impacted by this on the part of the uh, Twitter management. But any one of those companies that fails to comply with the law. It's going to be caught. Well, this gets to, to I mean, many of the headlines are, you know, we're going to we're we're cutting off access to all of your resources. You're not working here anymore, but we will pay you for 60 days. And that is because of the Warren Act. Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. Because that's the penalty. And, and a couple of attorneys had filed sort of shots across the bow mm-hmm. lawsuits. And I think Twitter, once the legal team at Twitter realized what was going on, they had to backtrack. And say no, we're going to pay these people. Yeah. I think through February or end of January or something like that, and that would cover the sixty days. Right. Now, how does how does covering the sixty days as part of the Warren Act? How does that uh, uh, you know uh, fly with a severance? Is that the same? Is that the same thing? How does the language work there? What do what do teams need to think about? Sure. Yeah. Well, because that's required by law, then it really is not severance because severance would have to be additional consideration, something that the employer doesn't require anyway. So that's another factor. I'm glad you brought up severance because when when an employer is planning a layoff, they might say, well, we'll have a severance plan and we'll give you one week for every year you work, something like that. But in order to support, certainly the employer is looking for a release of claims in exchange for paying some severance, right? That 60 days isn't going to cut it because they're just, they're required to give that anyway. But if, suppose you're not subject to the Warren Act and you want to bring in a severance plan just to ease the pain, you know, as you're, as you're letting people go, then um, one, I'd say consult an attorney right away, because it's hard to get a valid release of claims on age claims, okay, the Age Discrimination and Employment Act, and then there's, a, a, what comes under that is the Older Workers Benefit Protection Act has a lot of requirements. One is that the person has additional time to review 
the to, to review this the release before they sign it. It's generally if it's an individual, they have 21 days. But if they're part of a group, they have up to 45 days to take a look at it and decide whether they they want to release their claims. But it's it's hard to get a valid release of age claims. There's a lot of particular language that needs to go into it too. So when you have a workforce, a lot of people over any people over 40, really, you should have an attorney draft the agreement with when the person's part of a group. They have 45 days, and they also there's sub these additional material that has to be given into them. You're essentially arming them for a lawsuit by giving them, you know, it, all the demographics of everybody in the group that's affected by the layoff. As you think about, and you know, because almost every workforce out there has people over 40 years old. So some, some percent of them are likely to be impacted. So it's a long process to figure out who should be let go and what the criteria are, because it's going to cost a lot of money, a lot of time planning to prepare for all that. So Massachusetts has this one other provision, too, which is that when you lay someone off, you have to give them a notice that they have the right to go file for unemployment insurance and that it explains how to do it. So you don't want to forget that as well as part of the process. Not that there's a legal, significant legal consequence to not doing it, but you want to make sure that you've given the person that on the way out the door. Are there other groups we need to be aware? Of? I mean, we're just we're sort of singled out, uh, you know, groups, uh, a group over 40. But are there other groups? we need? How does this play into, um, you know, uh, disabled mm-hmm. workers, uh, pregnant workers? Like what are the what are, are, are there any other consequences of laying off people in these groups? I mean, anyone, anyone in a protected class is likely to raise flags yeah. for you know, the MC, the Mass Commission Against Discrimination or the Equal Employment Opportunity Commission. But, you know, if if you've got a team of people that you, you lost the contract and so you no longer need these people, these 10 or 15 people, and one of them happens to be pregnant and one happens to be disabled, you've got a bona fide reason for doing so, you're okay. Mm-hmm. You know, as long as you can bring that within the umbrella of what your, your actions are. But if for some reason you're going to treat that person differently, you know, you, you want to lay that person off and not somebody else. You raise flags for the investigating agencies and you likely invite a lawsuit. We've been seeing so many of these headlines and they're dramatic. They're like, I'm, I'm watching these headlines like I don't know who shot Jr. Like I really am am riveted by what's going to happen next. Um, and so many of the headlines, the things that are most salacious really come in the form of there are a lot of people and the announcement was dramatic. The announcement was like Better.com before the holidays last year, announcing over Zoom a bunch of people are being laid off. Uh, you know, obviously, uh, Twitter we've mentioned there are, there are salacious headlines around layoffs uh, that I feel like are adding an extra layer on top of what makes this layoff hard, complex, painful. Uh, guidance for leaders in. Uh, positioning the layoff in a way that is clear, transparent, when to start talking and when to stop talking. Yes, that's a, that's a great point, because even after the layoff, those re- remaining, you know, those are their friends that are walking out the door, right? This survivor's guilt. You want to keep everybody's heads in the game. It's a good idea to have a really coherent message, you know, why this layoff was necessary. It, I don't think it's ever smart to say there won't be any more, but sometimes after it's done, you know, it's usually all done in one day, then you go make either some sort of announcement, depending on the company culture. Sometimes you just speak to the managers and, and, and advise them on how to speak to their group, you know, and just encourage people. We're moving forward. This is for the 
this is for the good of the company. It's unfortunate, you know, be be human about it. And, and another thing too, with Tom was talking about the um, unemployment notice, I was thinking when the day of the layoff, you have to plan carefully for that. Make sure that you're ready to collect equipment, all of the other things that you do when somebody's leaving, you know, there have Cobra, Cobra notices ready. If you do them yourself, you know, be ready so that they can continue with their health insurance, any other kind of insurance conversions, you know, life insurance, et cetera. Be sure to prepare all of that. And it, it, it just as a practical matter, be sure you have boxes, whatever it is you you, you need to do to, to make that less painful. And it is it's terribly painful. It's, it's, a, it's a difficult thing for anybody to have to go through, you know, the person, certainly the person on the receiving end, but even the, the coworkers who remain. So in, in to try to have a positive announcement about where the company is moving forward. Yeah, picking up what Sarah said to, to sort of have a honest presentation for people. I was looking through, in preparing for this, looking through the list of euphemisms for layoffs, separations. You know, they have all these things like right size, <clears throat> suggesting we were the wrong size before we let you go. You know, go forward. You will no longer be a go forward employee at the company. You know, or so-and-so got the sack, so-and-so got the chop. Um, there was one from Australia called DCM, Don't Come Monday. Ooh. Oh, I, that I sounds know. particularly Australian, honestly. Like I could have picked that. <laughs> Maximize synergies without, without you. Without you, right. Yeah. <laughs> and so, I mean, you know, employees aren't stupid. They read the newspaper. They hear the news. They know a recession may be coming. Yeah. They certainly know there's this concern. Just like the high tech sector now, everyone knows there's something going on with a lot of the companies. So. To, to treat them honestly and as adults seems the best way to do it. And picking up a lot of what Sarah said, you want to be frank with people, not mean, but you want to be honest and clear with people what's going is on. Is there any, uh, you know, from an HR perspective, is there any sense that there is a, a company or even a cultural company, cultural responsibility for helping the laid off employees uh, you know, find a softer landing. Like we know we've got Warren Act uh, print going on. We have severance potentially going on. But in terms of retraining uh, or, you know, job counseling, uh, what are the sorts of things that companies can do to help ease this particular blow? We do have a, a great resource run by the state, and Tom probably knows more about this than I do. It's called Rapid Response. And that helps you if you notify them Tell them what you're planning, who's who it's affecting. They have resources for exactly that, to help with outplacement and to to get people back on track and to um, situate them. Tom, have you any experience with rapid response? Absolutely. They're, they're great. A lot of the employees, they were formerly laid off workers from other organizations. They, so they have that empathy coming in there. They can help people upgrade their resumes, prepare them, you know, help them. A lot of these folks who've been let go in certain industries haven't looked for a job in 10, 20, 30 years. Mm-hmm. And so all of a sudden they're out of work and they don't, they haven't seen the world as it is today. So it's very, very good at educating them. A couple of the things we have in the state that are good. One is this um, work share program. It may cushion the blow in the sense that what some companies do is they go part-time instead of laying people off, maybe you can reduce the work week and get, you know, people doing 20, 25 hours instead of 40, so that at least it keeps them employed, which kind of holds on to some of the workers as well, keeps that relationship so you don't lose them. It's a thought. And other companies are exploring this idea of going to a shorter work week. Yeah. You know, a four-day work week or something is an alternative, but 
there's no laws regarding that, but there are about rapid response and the workshop program. Well, and, and so you mentioned these are Massachusetts-based uh, programs. Uh, you know, check your local jurisdiction, right? Your state is likely going to have some sort of a resource wherever you are listening to this, uh, some sort of a resource where you can help your employees ease the, the blow of a layoff and, and find a, a softer landing uh, after they receive the chop or DCM'd. I just That's I feel right. dirty just saying those things, Tom. Why'd you introduce <laughs> that into my vernacular? Well, treat people as they know. They know. Don't make don't make them try and guess what you're doing. Make them understand. Yeah. yeah. You know, and that goes back to your point. You're treating them honestly and appropriately as you know, it's a difficult time. And Sarah's point's great about their friends going out the door. There's a where you've had work colleagues for years, all of a sudden you can't be with them. You know, maybe you give people time to say goodbye. Maybe you, um, you know, create some venue for people to be able to communicate. I don't know. And, and so I sometimes think companies try and overmanage these issues and don't treat people as they were, yeah. as if they were human. Well, for example, you hear the stories, the reports coming in saying, you know, I found out I was laid off when I tried to log into my Gmail and Slack accounts and realized that my account had been terminated. That was the first right. time you found out you were laid off. That might be a sign that the company doesn't have a compassionate and transparent vibe about the layoff. That's that's a hard way to learn. Right. Yeah, that's a clue. Yeah. 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 <laughs> that's also a euphemism. Right. Is a, you've, it's a clue. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, in today's world, you know what people are going to do? They're going to go out on social yeah. media. Yeah. And yes. they're going to explore that whole issue in great detail. Right. Well, and, and, and that's so, the most interesting thing. You look at Meta and Twitter. These are platforms designed for people to go online and complain about what's going on in their lives. And here you're right. laying off half your staff, 11,000 members of Meta. Uh, it, it's uh, it, it's interesting to watch this unfold. And I think that's part of the goldfish bowl that we have to witness these layoffs. That's why we're able to see so many of the red flags. So, you know, I, it, we don't I, I don't particularly love saying, you know, use their experience as a warning for your own layoff. Like that's not a that's not a great vibe. But at the same time, we can learn a lot from experience. So let's make sure we do. Yep. Final question. Uh, it, what's the difference between a layoff, a reduction in force and a furlough? A furlough is this mandatory temporary leave of absence. Typically, it could be for a week or two that maybe the company lost a contract and they have a new one coming in, but it's clear you're going to come back to work. Pretty, you know, The expectation is you're going to return to work within a very limited period of time. It might even be a one-day-a-week furlough, a very, very short period of time. A layoff is generally considered no work available for a longer period of time. could be months, but there's still an expectation I'm going to try and bring mm -hmm. you back. A RIF, a reduction in force, is, that's it. Permanent. There's we're literally done. no expectation that we're, you're going to bring you back. It's possible, but you know, to your point you said earlier about Twitter trying to bring some people back to work, you know, they, certainly possible that could occur. But everyone collectively calls them layoffs, but they are dis there are distinctions within the right. three. I think at Twitter it was just a mistake. <laughs> like we, uh, we laid yeah. off the people who were doing important work and we need them back. But that doesn't sound like that was part of the categories. But it does highlight the fact, you know, what Sarah's especially been talking about, preparing, yeah, thinking things through. Maybe you have scenarios internally within HR. You kind of walk through and say, what are we going to do? In your experience, how long and, does it take to prepare for a significant layoff? It's, I would say at least 30 to 60 days. It isn't, yeah. it isn't overnight. You really do need to um, take your time and, and make sure you've, you've 
taken care of everything you need to take care of and that you made really the selection process is just so key. And if you do end up with a group that turns out everybody in your your group, you know, the the group that's going, I don't know what you call them. What what uh, what euphemisms do you have for that? I think the surviving employees. But if they they all end up being, you know, women over the age of 40, well, go back to the drawing board because this mm-hmm. is a problem. They will yeah. all file claims. Right, right. Well, it is a very challenging situation. We live in challenging and complex times. We are not uh, underplaying the significance of of any of these layoffs with euphemism. We wish you all the very best in getting through these uh, seamlessly, whether you're on an HR team looking to do this for your own organization or if you are uh, making your way out into the world right now. Um, Thank you very, very much, Tom Jones, Sarah Piscatelli. So glad to be able to talk to you about this issue today. Thank you, Pete. Thank you, Pete. Thanks. As always, you can find notes about this uh, this show at amhrsolutions.com. And we're thinking about doing a little bit of training on this issue uh, in the new year. Tom, do you have details on that or should we should we just send people to the website? The people to the website were in the process of developing some ideas for training that helped exactly what we're talking about, help people walk through the process, identify, you know, what steps they have to make sure they cover. And so we'll be doing that come the new year. It's not all finalized. Okay. All right. So uh, keep in touch on the website, amhrsolutions.com. We sure appreciate you uh, visiting there for more. You can listen to the show right there on the website or subscribe to the show anywhere finer podcasts are served. On behalf of Sarah Piscatelli and Tom Jones, I'm Pete Wright. And we'll see you right here next week on Human Solutions, simplifying HR for people who love HR.